G'day, it's Monday morning, it's quarantine zone time, everything's shutting down except for racing, which apparently looks like it's going to be continuing on for the foreseeable future. It's Sin City pod time, I'm Pete Anthonis, I'm joined by Rob Scurry and Mark Roden, and Rob, it was your first day not at the track in, well, I'm not even sure how long, knowing you it's probably years, but uh, <laughs> how'd you find it sitting at home in the dungeon? Uh, well, I had the whole family, so apart from, you know, having to, you know, chop up six onions because for the stockpile of food that we're creating <laughs> in our freezer um, and your job, um, it was it was great. I, I became a bias spotting bloody master, something I, I, I just have no feel for when I'm on the track, but by race two, I was I, I was using exclamation marks in our in our chat, wasn't I? Yeah, Rails were. in run. <laughs> you were indeed. Uh, Mark Roden, for yourself, it was another biased Sydney track. I don't think, oh, if this was Caulfield, uh, Jason Kerr probably would have been lynched by now. Um, but yeah. again, it seems like it's a relatively uh, business as usual, nothing to see here sort of play from New South Wales. Yeah, it doesn't get the, doesn't get the same um, airplay, does it, up in, up in Sydney? But um, everyone who was betting on the day would have picked the bias very early. It was, yeah, once, you know, Missy Beale and things like that were winning at 20 to 1, it was... You know, the die was cast. Everyone knew what they were dealing with. So it actually wasn't too hard to handle. It, it made a few um, shorties like Tiak Shark and, to some extent, Shadow Hero, I suppose, pretty vulnerable. So you could bet around them if you, if you wanted to. Um, but, yeah, it, I mean, I I thought Rails in Run would be okay. And off, it, off fence and straight, off fence and straight was still fine. But, um, yeah, you just couldn't make ground at all, could you? Yeah, is there any reason for, I guess, why the Rose Hill track seemingly been so affected of late? Um, I mean, they had 40 mils of rain that I could detect over the last two weeks. So it's not exactly been yeah. hammering down in Sydney. No, I, I, I don't know the reason. I would say um, the, the track was still affected because it took an absolute pounding the, the Saturday before when that was one of the wettest tracks I've ever seen um, when it rained during the rain during the meeting and then, then got ploughed up by all the racing on it and it just hadn't, hasn't recovered. And I don't know why that translates into a speed bias, though, I, but um, that's, what it, that's what happened. That's, you know, track bias is track bias. It, yeah. You know, every track has it to some extent. Um, the problem arises is when it becomes, you know, unpredictable like this. There was, I mean, pace biases are more common than any other sort of uh, patterns on all Sydney tracks for some reason, but... Uh, there was no real reason for it to be that hot on Saturday. So it was, I mean, for people doing the form, you know, pre-day, it was it was very hard to pick. Yep. Mark, can I say, last week I said they had five millimetres of rain on the day. I said I'd take a dollar yeah. ninety. they had five mils. Turns out they had five mils. So, you know, I'm, as well as spotting bias, I'm good at spotting precipitation. <laughs> um, but well, how, how does it go from a... How did you know that was five mils just from the what the size just, and the velocity of the drops falling on you? Or? Yeah, exactly, exactly that. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking that there's nothing, there's, there's nothing significant here. This is this is more like Melbourne rain than Sydney rain. I'm from Melbourne yeah. originally, so yeah. you know, th- th- there's nothing tropical about it. And you know, I've got Greg Radley going, oh, it just hasn't stopped. I'm like, shut, <laughs> fake news, Greg. <laughs> I'm shouting at Mr. But Harvey something- Norman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway that, that, but how does it go? There's an underlying issue with the track because there wasn't that much rain last Saturday, but it opened right up and it was an absolute quagmire by the end of it, and it didn't recover with all, even all the 30 degree weather during the week. Yep, 35 degrees, windy. 
it's ridiculous, you know. Anyway, um, we should talk about the horses, hey, Pete? Indeed. Uh, we'll go through races four through nine, so cover all of the group ones and then throw in race nine for for Rob, just for Rob, that one. Uh, race four, we'll start with the Randit Stakes over 2,000 metres. We saw the William Haggis train Tom Marquand ridden a deep uh, come out and was just far too strong late after being seemingly headed by very elegant and there was daylight to Avilius in third. Uh, Mark, we'll start with yourself. You obviously had a little bit of interest with the winner of the earlier race, the Young Rascal. Uh, did you put much time into yeah. Deeb and did you? What price did you end up marking it? Because there was a bit of a bit of a drift late on the horse. Yeah, I, I, I stuffed it up. I, I, did, I had a very good win on Young Rascal. I was uh, happy to take the punt on him first up, and he got out to a great price, eight, eight fifty nine dollars on Betfair late. Fantastic. Uh, this one, I've. Um, I haven't been courageous enough. I, on his UK figures, he was the best horse in the race. Um, but I sort of fell into the uh, propaganda about him being a soft, heavy tracker only. Uh, even even heard um, uh, Harry Eustace, I think it is, who's the stable rep out here on, on the TV in the morning saying, oh, it's, it's a sunny day, I don't like that. So they're really putting the slows on him. I ended up marking him 320. If, if I'd been a bit more courageous as with regard to the track condition, I probably would have had him something like evens. Um, so I ended up staying out. I thought, I, I thought he's too good a horse for me to want to bet against. Um, I'm sick to death of Avilius. Uh, I thought very elegant. It was probably a wet track of two, although she was very good on the dry last time. So I just I just gave the race a miss, but I was sort of kicking myself afterwards because I could have had a day much shorter. It was bizarre in a way to see Avilius heavily backed again. I know it was going to map, so to speak, to have rails in run, but uh, after yeah. jumping out positively... Uh, the horse was then ridden negatively and somehow from gate two yes. didn't end up on the fence at all. It just ended up uh, back and, and away one from, one back. from the rails. So it was just bizarre ride there from Hugh Bowman. He can be so good at times, but also just so, so horrible. Look, it was a very slowly run race, Rob. It was 14.6 slower than the standard for that class. So they've basically walked. Um, was there anything of any interest for yourself in this race? Well, I was still treating the track as soft. You know, I think it said soft, but I thought even worse than that. Um, so I was, I was, you know, keen on very elegant and Avilius. Um, and then this Adib, uh, you know, made it a no-bet race because he looked, uh, you know, I was looking off the tally, which is, is hard to do, uh, but it looked fit and, and like quality. And um, I got I got the ghost lows on Avilius just because it just it like swishing its tail all around, like, I only saw it for like 10, 15 mm-hmm. seconds, but just like constant tail swishing, it's just like a, 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 a bad sign to me. So I made it a no-bet race. Um, I did put Natoya in for fourth and kind of kicking myself that I didn't put on the first four. It was, um, Norway looked like it had none. Um, it was, mm-hmm. you know, up up and trotting and getting sweating up. So, yeah, um, I thought it was a bit – yeah, it was a good race, I guess. Like very elegant. It did look like it had it. Um, must have traded – low end run but you know typical of these uk quality horses they just keep going aussie's got a bit of dash on them but they they're just stronger to the line and tom mark one lifted this thing yeah look to be a nice barrier trial for it no matter where it goes for the next start um we'll go to race five the george Ryder over 1500 dream force rob one of your old mates uh was maybe uh, found a much more suitable track this start, we'll put it that way. Um, they've gone very slowly once again, 6.4 lengths slow to the 600. Uh, Rob, 
couple of your old mates, Dreamforce, um, Bostonian Tiakau Shark. How did the Kiwis look in this event? Well, I think I said the other day that when Tiakau Shark won, he looked he looked very forward, and um, he's, he's turned into a lovely weight for age horse. But by this stage, I'm wondering where he's going to get to in the run. So. Um, Again, it was it was a no bet race for me because um, you know I somehow expected Tiako Shark to win, but I, I couldn't back it at the price with the map. Dreamforce, you know, if you forgive a good horse one run and follow the old SP profile, he had to be a bet here. Um, you know, Elisa seemed to be okay. Um, best of days looked really really nice on the tally, but you know I, I can't you know say too much. Is I'm only getting a 10, 12 second look at each horse. Mm. Sometimes um, the horse is already gone out onto the track and I'm looking at its bloody bum and the jockey's cool. bum as they run run away from me so it's freaking hard but um, yeah look this is a great result for me as, as you know I, I bet Dreamforce in the run expecting to lay it off on Betfair and then at the 800 I'm just you know shark is pulling and wide yeah. and I'm just, just getting stuck into it people are taking a dollar 90 I'm just so I risked half a mistake on it and um, turned out to be a fat result uh, for me Completely not suited versus the day, Tiakau Shark. But, uh, Mark, we'll go to you. There's been a, uh, a stewards inquiry. They've adjourned it for now into the ride on Tiakau Shark. And I'm just trying to work out what they actually wanted him to do, given that it was almost certainly going to be mapped back anyway, had gate eight. And I'm just trying to work out what they wanted from him. Well, uh, um, yeah, I, I saw he got suspended, but that was for, that was for actually shifting in. But it yeah. sounds like they're questioning why it didn't shift in more abruptly or earlier or something I'm, it's beyond me he, he lobbed where he was going to lob yeah. and uh he the same why was he three and four wide well it, they, they weren't going any speed and you'd rather be a pair or two closer and three wide than where super set was that was a far worse ride super sets was 500 to one after they'd gone 50 meters he, he yeah. just gave it absolutely no chance whatsoever and he doesn't get questioned so it's nonsensical um yeah i can't look that at it all um you know, this probably goes to stewards all over the country, but the stuff they haul jockeys in for compared to the stuff they let go is, you know, they must toss a coin or something. It just doesn't make sense. Anyway, um, betting point of view on the race, I did nothing. I was very similar to Rob Swartz, actually. I still thought Tiakasha had to be top pick despite the pattern. I thought he might be the one horse who was going to be good enough to get over them. Turned out he wasn't. There was no way I was going to back him at the price. So I uh, just let the race alone and... Totally agree with Rob. All that stuff about SP profile and map. Um, yeah, could, it was easy to find reinforce after the race, but I, I just let the race go as it turned out. Okay. We'll go to race six, Rose Hill Guineas over 2,000 metres. Another one for, well, I guess Castle Vecchio finally got the SP profile over the line, given that he had started favourite against Shadow Hero so many times, despite never beating the horse <laughs> home. But uh, it was just a, a great ride from Craig Williams. Um, I guess the, the slightly more positive barrier really worked in his favour, and he just tried the same trick almost that he pulled in the Cox Plate, just ride the horse a bit more positive and got the result this time. Um, Mark, we'll start with yourself. Did you have a play in the Rose Hill Guineas? I did. I had small specs on the two New Zealanders, Sherwood, Forest and Scorps. Um, I liked that New Zealand three-old form this year and thought it was a chance of stacking up, but they were both well beaten. I was happy to see Michael Walker be positive on Sherwood Forest, but he was under pressure before the turn and, um, Corpse never really got into the race. Uh, they were well beaten. I, I'm glad I didn't have a bigger bet on or a big bet on something like Shadow Hero, which I did have on top. But again, he wasn't really going to be suited by the pattern. 
Uh, after the race, I, I mean, I marked Castelvecchio six bucks, so he technically, I technically could have been on him, but it wasn't a huge margin there or anything. And after the race, I mean, his career best run was at 2,000 metres for Williams. Um, yep. So <laughs> using that line, you could have had him shorter. So, yeah, the, the two... Um, the two runs he's had for Williams have both been at this trip and he's run second in the Cox Plate to a superstar and now won the race all guinea. So, um, ticks and boxes there. He had some weekend, Craig, didn't he? He absolutely destroyed Hugh Bowman and uh, William Reid on Friday night and then pulled this one out as well. He had a, a very good uh, 18 hours or so. Rob, we'll jump across to you. You're obviously a big fan of a couple of these horses, Shadow Hero, Warning. You've got time for Castle Vecchio. In fact, you probably... Last time we spoke, would have given the nod to Castle Vecchio in terms of the improvement to come. Um, what would you like to take out of this event going forward? Oh, forgive Shadow Hero, uh, question mark on him at 2,000 metres plus. Um, I, I, I couldn't see anything other than one, two or three winning this race in Castle Vecchio, Shadow Hero, and warning and warning's just been a bloody shocker for me. Um, it's, it's been s- smashed here, 590. So he started well shorter than Castle Vecchio, which after the race just seems madness. Um, but yeah, I, I just, just you know, I, I couldn't bet. I couldn't at the time, you know, Castle Vecchio was hovering around that seven dollars, and I'm like, I can't bet all three horses here. So I let the race go, and you know, I, I did back um, Castle Vecchio in run once Williams found that. Bloody peach spot and had the horse travelling. I saw him on the TV. He, he, he thinks he's good. This horse, he's a proper weight for a horse. He, you know, he doesn't do everything you would expect a, a stayer or, or you know, middle distance horse. Like he does get on his toes and stuff. But that's just him saying, "Look at me, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm the best." And um, yeah, he's got a great personality and um, yeah, probably well deserved win. And how he's jumped at eight forty two Betfair SP is beyond me. Warnings, um, I don't know why they were backing warning on Saturday, that Anthony Friedman's a fantastic trainer and it'll be peaking on Derby Day and or Sydney Cup Day. So that, that's the tar- they're the targets. So, Oh, well, what just when I jump off Saturday? it, eh? <laughs> Sorry. Just when no, I, I jump. I wouldn't jump off it. No, not at all. Well, uh, it's been killing me. Like, that. That I was huge. I had all ups in the shadow here in the Derby. Um, you know, when Shadow Hero won the Randwick Guineas, you know, warning, you know, grayed me up, so I didn't back it. So, yeah, I've... Yeah, I'm just fucking happy. No, I'm sure he'll be have the preparation time to peak on those two days. Um, that's what happened in the spring. He easily his best run was in the VRC Derby, and I think in those two races we'll see him produce his best. Yep. Okay, we'll go to the big one, the Golden Slipper, 1200 meters, race seven. Uh, well, it was pretty much a fate complete in the end. Uh, Farnan was 1-1 one, one in run. It was leading the whole time. Away game was second in run. It's ran second. And really, if you were any further back than, say, fifth, sixth, you had no chance at all um, the way the, the race panned out. They've gone at a fast tempo, which I think helped those front runners. 4.2 lengths fast to the 600. Um, Rob, Dame Giselle, thoughts? It was uh, pretty heavily supported late. Look, I, I I dreamed this horse just having a, the suck run behind it, drawing a nice barrier, letting the pace go and, you know, getting home well off the fence. The horse is pinged as, as well as Farnan and he's sort of pushed it along and I thought it's just it's just never settled. It's sort of running the whole way. I, I wanted this horse to, to, you know, come off the speed but 
obviously the jockeys and the trainers know more um, than me. Um, so, yeah, and he let the rails go. If he just, if he just, you know, come out neutral, let let the speed go. I think it would have run better. I think it's got a horse better with a sit. Um, Farnan, I saw it on the tally. That coat looked good. I've been saying all prep. This horse looks backward to me. I can't have it today. Um, it could peak. I even think I said that on the text peaking question mark. Um, Tagaloa, he's lost no favours. It looked completely gone at, before the corner, and, and it's you know kept coming. So you know it's obviously a quality quality horse. Um, away game. You know, we had a result on her when she won um, masculine style of filly. Obviously, got some quality. And the other thing, you know, was Mamaragan's drawn well on the inside. You know, held on well. So, as you said, those those on the pace have, have sort of fought out the finish. Um, you know, I'm making excuses for Dame Giselle, but I would love to have seen her ridden with a bit more of a sit. Mark, for yourself, are you taking much out of the Golden Slipper? Not really. You know, just the, the foolproof. On pace, informed cult really dominated. Uh, I'm, again, probably after after the race, I'm kicking myself a little bit that I wasn't on him. I overthought the race, to be honest. I ended up on Tagaloa, Prague, and Hungry Heart, who all in different ways ran okay. I thought um, Prague actually looked with um, like he was coming into the race, but it was just too hard to make ground on the leaders from where they were. Uh, and as Rob touched on, Tagaloa looked like he was going to run last at the turn and, and kept on coming. They all ran okay. Um, yeah, I mean, away game, I'd, I'd probably underestimated her, but she drew the right spot. I, I just thought, you know, she's been all over the country in her short career, raced in three states, trying to peak for a second or third time, you know, and she's run really well, but did have the perfect run, and same with Mamaragan. I don't know. what I, I don't think this is a vintage year or two-year-old by uh, any measure. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to take out of it going forward. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. I mean, first, second, third across the line, rails and run, but that's pretty much what we expected yep. by this time of day, and that's what happened in the yep. next race as well. The Galaxy, 1,100 metres. I'm excited for Pfeiffer and Clark. Uh, went around at a, a real reasonable quote in the end, given what we'd seen so far on the day, but again, I'm excited. Miss Leonidas did come very, very wide into the straight, but it did find that rails and run position when leading early, and... Um, and Deprives managed to finish off well along the inside as well. Um, Rob, we'll start with yourself. You did send out some units or half unit on I'm Excited, so particularly well done for yourself. Uh, just point out as to your thinking behind the horse and how it might have looked before the race. Just, look, I thought it was suited. Um, I've always sort of had this as just, just below the top-line sprinters because um, he looks like a top-line sprinter. Um, and you know, I, the, the, I had doubled the bet on in her time, which looked even to get the same kind of run. And I thought it was, she's, she's literally a grade. Um, and I'm excited. It's just at that level below. Um, and you know, I knew the hunk was well backed here. Um, <laughs> oh, oh mate, cosmic force three fifty five. but from barrier 13, what were you thinking people? Where's it going to go? Um, the, surely a shocking, shocking plunge on that. So yeah, look, I, I'm excited. Quality horse, right spot. Um, thank God it got there for, for for the mailbag subscribers and myself personally. Um, it was it was a very exciting finish, and um, yeah, 
I, I don't know what to tell. Like, like Pirata was always going to get back. How's that going to make ground? Uh, it's probably the best horse in the race, but map against. So I think I, I sent it out on top with a mm. question mark, and then we went in her time. If she's at her best, she just wins here. She gets the right run, and then we had I'm Excited, who I just thought was well-weighted. Tim Clark going to get the right run. Um, and outside of that, I couldn't, I couldn't see any other bets in the race. Uh, Mark, I'll jump across to you. Did you bet in the Galaxy for a start? And then there's probably going to be a few runs out of this event, given that there was plenty of horses not suited. Um, is there any in particular that you're looking forward to backing next start? Um, oh, it depends. It depends what they turn up in. But, um, yeah, almost anything that, was, that had wide trips, I'll just um, pen the run, I think. I backed... Um, I bet Cosmic Force in the morning before the uh, before I knew what the pattern was going to be at 480, which I thought was a reasonable price on if the track was going to be fairish. Um, so after by this time, I thought, oh, well, I've taken the wrong price. This it can't win. It might run eight or nine dollars or something. And no, it went exactly the other way. <laughs> back off the map. And I thought, okay, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, unfolded the way it looked like it always would, didn't it? Just had a wide trip and was beaten before the turn. I had a saver on Sabatiano, who I thought. Well, it just looked like it was really pouring the pressure onto Miss Leonidas at about the 300, and I thought, oh, we're for a chance here. And Miss Leonidas just kicked and beat it off, and it was only I'm excited um, nailing here on the post. So, yeah, it, it was pretty average. Um, yeah, that, that's about all I can say about it. But, yeah, all those things, and Pierrata as well. Um, yeah, just do, do your tapes and anything that uh, wasn't getting the right run there, just, to, just forgive them next time you see them. Yeah, I'll probably stick with uh, in her time. I'll follow Pierrata and I think Tafane as well. I thought that was a huge run. Yeah. The odds for, for Mike Moroni and, and Mick D. All right, Rob. I know, the, I know one of the owners, and they were pretty, very, very keen on it um, on Saturday and um, just missed a big result on the panel, I think. Oh, it would have been a monster result if that got up and beaten point three of a length. <laughs> it was just, you know, enormous yeah. all around. Uh, Rob Scurry, the birthday card stakes over 1,200 metres. <laughs> this X Factor flux of $41.16. It's sat fourth in the run. It's got the fence and it's come over the top in the end. Uh, quite significantly, the defeat Connemara, which I think you had in the numbers as well. Uh, yeah. And Bangkok was third. Um, just tell, tell us, recap what happened on Saturday. So, as you know, mate, I, I, this was my top pick into the last race, 15. She's, she's just a lovely type of horse that, that parades well. And I'm thinking, you know, she's just down on the weights here. She's well suited. Um, so that was my thinking Thursday, Friday. Um, and then by, by Saturday, I think I sent you the message, oh, this, this, it's, it's, it's maps well. It, it, it's all systems go 15. This is, this is, this is going to win this Miss X Factor. This got, it's going to get the run. So I've already got the text written out. You know, I'm, I'm watching these horses go out onto the track. I've got the text, one unit each way, Miss X Factor. I look at the horse. Why wasn't the missus asking me to cut the onions at this point? I don't know, <laughs> but she didn't. So I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the horse, and it doesn't want to go onto the track. Like, Jay Ford's, like, whacking its neck. The horse is spinning around the other way. And I'm like, well, I'm a mounting yard sort of behavioural expert. How can I send this out on top? What if people have actually seen this? How can this go on top? I can't. So I think I've just I've gone to my next map horse, which was the um, did, did absolutely nothing, Stella C Sun, and um, yeah, I've just wrote the note, wanted to back fifteen, but looks pissed off or something. I said on the text, and um, I've got thirty eight dollars um, at about the fifteen minute mark before the race has jumped. 
And I've laid it all off at $18 as the horse has come in. I'm like, oh, look at these people. They're obviously not watching the TV. This horse doesn't want to race. And um, it did want to race. It's as good as any of these horses. And it was mapped. And obviously, other people have found that as well. Um, So, look, it's in my top five kind of worst moments. I actually had a really good result on the day. But I, I walked away from the meeting just trying to tell the missus that I should have had a huge day. She said, Rob, I don't care. Did you win or did you lose? I said, I, I said, I won. She goes, how much? I said, oh, about 1200 bucks. She goes, that's good. I'm like, no, it's not good. It should have been, in the, it should have been five figures. Um, I don't know. So, and, I, and as I think I sent you a text yesterday, Pete, still going through the five stages of grief over Miss X Factor. So it's just it's just ruined my fucking world. Um, and anyway, anyway, um, it was all good. I, I, I probably overbet Dico's thing yesterday at Ballarat um, just because just I was just so, 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 so just keen to bet. And um, that was a great result, whatever that was called at Ballarat in the fourth or something. Yeah, the Shane Nichols train thing. Uh, Mark. Yes, it was a very good, very good weekend in the end. But, um, it could have, should have been a five-figure result for me, and I've never had a five-figure result on the ponies. Oh dear, that's it is quite horrific. Um, Mark Roden, for yourself, did you play in the last race? Did you follow in the the cash for Miss Miss X Factor, which I think from memory started significantly shorter on Betfair than it did on the tote, which is uh, always a nice sign. Yeah, I had. Um I had one small bet in the race, and it was on uh, Miss X Factor at forty to one. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to twist the knife. Uh, <laughs> you, you like what I've been saying about the horse, hadn't you? You said oh, well, Miss X Factor. That was one. I mean, I thought it was a, when I was doing the form. I thought this is a wide, wide open race. Couldn't have anything in single figures. I actually marked, marked her nine dollar equal second pick. So I mean, eyes with that when I saw the forties. That was. Um, and yeah, one of the reasons I probably had a nine dollars was that you go on about it every time she starts about what a lovely type she is. So, so that gave me extra confidence. I'm not a Jay Ford man. I've said that publicly, but I thought, well, he's just going to lob in the right spot here, and he rode an absolute treat, and the horse did the rest. Um, I, yeah, I, I saw your text as the game of the gates, and I said, well, I hadn't seen it carry on uh, on TV, and I thought, what's pissed off man? I don't care. I'm now it's at forty to one. Who cares, you know? And. Uh, um, you, know, you can back things at odds on and not have watches that easy. It was it, it absolutely bothered me. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> you know, I was... Oh, I, I wanted it to lose. I wanted to shoot it at the moment. I really did. I was like, this could... This is gonna... This is so hurt, painful. Anyway, I did, I did have um, a, a small place bet on it at $8, so I broke square on the race. Oh, dear. <laughs> It's one of the all times, Rob. It's one of the all times. Um, that's all right. There's still weeks you said, ahead. You, you said Miami Bound did the same thing before yeah. she pissed in the, the VRC Oaks. Yeah, it might be something about, you know, pissed off mares um, in real life and in with the horses. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're, they're worth persisting with. But um, either way, I won't say too much more before I get, you know, in further trouble. Um the meeting from Saturday, are we following anything going forward? Uh, can we stamp something? Um, I don't know if it'll win the provincial championship, but there was a, re- a very nice tick over run by designated in when it was out in our class in the Derby Munro and against the pattern too. Not probably not good enough, but it's in great form. Okay. 
from the same race, um, you know, after Dawn Passage went down in the first, I, I was, you know, put put the queue in the rack a little bit and w- waited for Dame Giselle. But because I thought Dawn Passage had like a class edge here. And um, I think, you know, I guess everyone's seen the run. So, you know, it won't start fourth favourite against this lot, but it should be it should be running well wherever it goes. Okay. Very good. Uh, look, we, we do have a little bit of uncertainty, but assuming that things go ahead for for this week, Mark Roden for your subscribers, uh, Winning Edge Investments champion bets. What's the week ahead for you at this stage? Uh, we've got Warwick Farm Wednesday, Hawkesbury Thursday, and Rose Hill again Saturday, plus wherever the provincials are. Um, light week meeting-wise. I'm, I've, I, I had a very ordinary 2019, and I've had the best month I've had in a long time, and it would would be just typical if they called racing off of me now. <laughs> but uh, fingers crossed. And I saw Martin Pacor with the Victorian Racing Minister say, for now, all three codes have the green light, but uh, expect it to change. Um, so, well, I don't know, all we can do is just battle on regardless until we draw that ball the pin. Yep, exactly right. Uh, Rob, you won't be out there, but we'll be doing the same thing next Saturday. Yeah, um, off, off the tally. Um yeah, I'll be back to my bias spotting best. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully <laughs> hopefully the track plays similar or maybe completely different. But uh, either way, may bias long continue because it does make for a very entertaining day's racing, especially if you're betting late and especially if you're betting on Betfair. Um, lads, it's been great as always. I'll speak to you again next Monday. Excellent. Talk to you then. Cheers, gents. Yes.